Um, today, we are starting a new series on prayer. And I, I know that for me, whenever I start uh, talking about prayer, it always makes me think about my prayer life. And, and I find it interesting that we talk about prayer maybe more than we pray, but that's a whole other subject we could talk about some other time. But I, I have a question for you. If you're honest with me and yourself and maybe others around you, would you be brave enough to raise your hand if you could say that your prayer life probably needs to improve or needs a boost or a shot in the arm? Yeah, yeah. some people putting two hands up, okay. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that's true. I, I think it's true in, in all of our lives. Um, I know that for me, uh, whenever I start thinking about my prayer life, I, I, honestly, I just think that a lot of times I'm inadequate when I pray. Uh, oftentimes I feel like I'm pretty selfish when I pray uh, because I know what I want and I, you know, I'll tell God about those things. But as I talk to people, I'm encouraged or discouraged that I'm, I'm not alone in this, that uh, these feelings are, are universal with, with a lot of people, and it's just kind of the way uh, we are. So over the next three weeks, we're going to take a look at prayer, and, and we're going to look at some different aspects of it. And uh, I want to kick things off today with a, just a very simple thing of, of why don't we pray? Or maybe a better way to say that is, is why don't I think or feel like I have a great prayer life? Well, what is it? And uh, I invite you to to write these things down on the back of your bulletin and just follow along. Four quick things this morning. Um, The first one is this. People are not sure how to pray. People are just not sure how to pray. I have people ask me, am I praying the right way? Am I using the right words? Is it legal to pray for stuff like this? I mean, I I hear people ask those things, and maybe you can identify with that. Um, Oftentimes, people get bored or distracted while trying to pray. Um, Would anyone be willing to raise their hand and say, that's me? Can I tell you that's me a lot more than I want it to be? I'll be praying along, and then the next thing I know, I'm thinking about what's happening later in the day, my to-do list, uh, the things. What time does the game come on again? And just And in no time flat, I'm mentally somewhere else, and I'm really not praying. Um, another thing, people believe that their prayers are insignificant. Uh, people believe that, that their prayers are just too small for God, that, that God is all-powerful, and he's all-knowing, and you know he's ever-present, so why would he be concerned about these little things? I don't want to bother him with these little bitty insignificant things. Number four, people doubt their prayers will make a difference. You know, if God already knows, and he can do whatever he wants to do, why do I need to pray? After all, it didn't work last time. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for whatever that was, fill in the blank, and God didn't answer that prayer, so I'm really not sure prayer's going to make a difference. Can you relate to any of those? I think most people at one point or another can relate to one or more of those in their life. But we still continue in our faith, right? We believe in God, we we trust in God, we put our faith in God, and yet we go through our life and we have this almost non-existent prayer life. So let's start at a very basic level today, all right? So indulge me for just a minute, but what is prayer, all right? What is it? Well, very simply, prayer is communicating with God. It's just simply talking with God. And while that sounds so simple, I've got to admit to you that it's kind of a hard concept to really wrap my little brain around. I read the scriptures that tell us that we can have access to God, that we can boldly come before the throne of the Lord and that he hears our prayers. And yet it's hard to imagine that we have that kind of access with with God. And yet prayer is just communicating with God. Listen to the words of David from Psalm chapter 5. Beginning in verse 1, David prays, give ear to my words, O Lord. He's asking God, God, please listen to me. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Listen to me. And then he says, consider my sign. Consider my sign. Now, 
I don't know about you, but when I read that, I think that's a little bit unusual, right? He's asking God to consider his sign, which is, in a way, communication toward God. It's kind of like Michelle, my wife. Oftentimes she'll sigh simply because she's married to me, right? And it's just that sigh of frustration. Really? Other times she'll sigh that, ah, that contentment, that knowing that she's protected and loved and that I'm her Prince Charming, that type of sigh, right? And in a very real sense, we can communicate to God with a sigh, a sigh of frustration, a sigh of contentment. David says, God, I want to talk to you. Consider my sign. It's the idea that, that we're on such intimate terms with God that we can sigh toward God and God hears us. In verse 2, he says, listen to my cry for help, my king and my God, for to you I pray. Morning by morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. I want you to stop and think about how life-changing that is or it could be for you, that, that God hears our voice. The creator, the sustainer of the universe, he cares enough about us to listen to us and to hear our voice. And what does David say? David says, I wait in expectation. God, I pray to you, I talk to you, and, and I bring things before you, and I'm waiting in expectation. Uh, you may do exactly what I ask. You may do something better. You may do something completely different. But God, because of your character and because of your heart and because of who you are, I am going to wait for your response to my prayers. Does anybody really pray like that? I know that that's not really the way I grew up praying. It's not the way I was taught to pray. But that's how David, a man after God's own heart, that's how he prayed. Think about this. If you're blessed with kids, I bet that, that you relate to your children in different ways, each in a unique way, right? Michelle and I have five kids, and we relate to each one of them in a different way, different events and activities and things that we do to cause them to hopefully want to talk and to deepen that relationship with each other, to ask questions of life and ask questions of faith. And it's different for each child. We connect with them in different ways. Can I encourage you to recognize the fact and give yourself permission that, that prayer is not just kneeling down beside the bed with your hands clasped? It's not the only way that you can pray. I know some people that, that write out their prayers to God, like they're writing him a letter. Some people love to sing, and they sing their prayers to God. I'm glad I don't do that, because I don't think that'd be a good thing. But, but you know, people do it in, in all different kinds of ways. Uh, some people, they just pray as they're going through their day with daily routines and tasks. Some people pray while they're driving. And after riding with them, it's a good thing that they pray, and we need to pray for them. Um, maybe when you're hurting, you just need to, to say, God, you know what? I need to tell you exactly how I'm feeling. And you unleash your emotion to God. A friend of mine once said that he was so mad at God that he went outside and picked up rocks and started throwing them at God. He was sharing that with God, and he was throwing them up toward the heavens. Maybe you have a great day. and Maybe you're just amazed by the sunrise or amazed by the sunset, and the only thing you can really do is go, God, that is so awesome. And you just stand in amazement of him. Maybe you just have to thank God for giving you a sense of humor, some of you more than others. We, we need to understand that the idea of prayer is that as we go through our life, it's not just clasping our hands and bowing our heads or saying certain words. It's, it's having that, that courage to break those preconceived ideas of what prayer is. Prayer is it's simply communicating with God. And, and, and I want to share 
four very simple things that I think we can do as we attempt to communicate with God, or maybe as you start to communicate with God for the first time. The first one is this. We can communicate with God with gut-level honesty. We just need to be gut-level honest with God. Why is that important? Well, because, at least in my experience, I have a lot of people that I talk to that really aren't honest with God. They, they kinda, it's kind of like this. Have you ever, maybe you've experienced this. You're out with a group of people, and you're going to lunch or dinner or something, and as you're getting, getting your food or sitting down, somebody says, hey, we should pray. Uh, yeah, okay, and so somebody prays. Dear God, we thank thee for thy provisions for today. You ever had anything like that? They get that, you know, that prayer voice, and you're like, what? What's he saying? And I've got to think that God's going, what's he saying, right? <laughs> really? Uh, think about it this way. If your kids were to walk up to you and go, grand omnipotent master of this household, we beseech thy presence as... I'd look at my kids and go, you okay? Right? But if they come up and say, hey, Dad, can we talk? Yeah. We can talk. I, I mean, I think that's what God, our Heavenly Father, wants from us. He wants us to be authentic toward Him. In fact, there are times in Scripture that people are so honest with God that it's almost uncomfortable. And yet, God is secure enough to handle it. One example in the Old Testament, when Moses is praying uh, to God, he's upset, and he prays this kind of funny, sarcastic prayer in Exodus chapter 5. He prays, Oh Lord, why have you brought this trouble upon this people? Is that why you have sent me? <laughs> Moses is just being honest with God, saying, look, I, I don't know what's going on here. He continues, ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble upon this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. Moses is just being honest. Hey, God, look, things are not going the way I thought they would. And I think that we need to pray honestly before God. We just need to say, hey, God, I don't get it. God, I do not understand. I've been trying to do what I feel like you're telling me to do, and it's not working out. Is it me? Is it you? What is going on? I just don't get it. I don't even know what to pray anymore. I think we can be honest before God. Prayer starts with that gut-level honesty of being authentic. When I look at the scriptures, I can only find, and maybe you can find more, but I can only find two things that Jesus ever criticized when it came to people praying. The first one was when they were too lengthy and they were doing it just for show. In Matthew chapter 6, he says, But when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. They were more concerned about what other people thought of their prayers than what God thought of their prayers. The second was whenever they were being inauthentic. Jesus continued in that same section of scripture when he says, And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. You see, your prayers don't have to be long. They don't have to have all this flowery, fancy, perfect language. You just have to start with gut-level honesty. The second way that I think we can communicate with God is to bring everything that matters to us. Bring to God everything that matters to us. What matters to you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. There's this, this old hymn that I remember singing uh, growing up. Uh, at my home church in Missouri, it, was, uh, it goes like this. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. The idea is that everything we take to the Lord in prayer. 
No matter what it is, you take it to him. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, the big things, the small things, the medium-sized things, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Whatever's important to you, talk to God about it. I illustrate it this way. Not too long ago, Michelle was having a conversation with one of our children, and very gently she asked our child, Have you... Talk to your dad about this. And the response was, no, he's pretty busy. That got me. That hurts. Because I want my kids to know, if it's important to them, it's important to me. It truly is. And God, our Heavenly Father, is a much better Father than I will ever be. He wants you to bring the things that matter to you to him. We are his children, and he's, he's asked us to do that. He invites us to. He desires for us to do that. Whatever matters to us, we need to take it to him. Consider this. There's, here's a sampling of some prayers that different people prayed in the scriptures. Zacharias prayed, God, give us a son. Solomon asked God for wisdom. Moses and Samson both asked God for water in a time when there was no water. Daniel had a weird dream and didn't know what it meant. And he said, God, I need to understand this dream. Gideon wanted to be sure he was following the Lord. And so he said, hey, God, I really need a sign here. Abraham had a servant who prayed, God, grant me success on my journey today. David prayed for forgiveness after sinning with Bathsheba. He prayed, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit. Restore in me the joy of my salvation. Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain, and for three and a half years, it didn't rain. And then he prayed, okay, let it rain, and it rained. Paul prayed about something that was uh, uh, like a thorn in his side, something uh, that he prayed for three times. He pleaded to the Lord, God, please take it away. The disciples desired boldness, and they prayed for boldness. Jesus desired that we be unified, and so he prayed for unity. There's all sorts of things in the scripture that people prayed for. Whatever it is, we can take it to the Lord. God wants his children to bring those things to him. Because if it matters to you, it matters to him. So what matters to you? What are those things in your life that are important to you? Is your boss driving you crazy at work? Talk to God about it. You worried about the economy and your finances? Talk to God about it. You worried about your family? You thought things would be better after the first of the year and, you know, newness and all that, and it's just not? It's just not any better? Talk to God about it. You're worried about keeping your job or if you're going to get the promotion. Or, talk to God about it. Whatever it is, talk to God about it. Scripture says this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxieties. Some versions of, of the Bible say all your cares. Cast all your anxiety or cares on him because he cares for you. To communicate with God, we've got to be honest. We've got to talk to him about everything. And the third thing is, I think we need to talk to God continually. Now, for some of you today, this may be a game changer. This may be a little different. Um, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, Be joyful always, pray continually. New King, or King James Version says, Pray without ceasing. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you that, that this concept has been really freeing for me in my life? It's something that, that I, I really take hold of, and maybe I've taken this scripture and just kind of held on to it maybe unfairly. There are people I know who get up every morning, and they get up an hour early, 
and they kneel down beside the bed and they, they clasp their hands or they go in their prayer closet or they go sit in their chair and they read the script. They do this stuff and they do it an hour before anyone else gets up. And it's an hour of uninterrupted time with God. And I've got to tell you, there's oftentimes I've been jealous of that. Because if I get up an hour early to do anything, I'm pretty much back asleep. By the, you know, especially prayer, close your eyes, oh, it's, it's over, right? Anybody else relate to that? Yeah. Uh, and yet, whenever I, I see this and, and I go through this, it helps me understand that, that I don't have to pray that way. I don't have to pray in just long spurts. It's not the way it, it has to be. Uh, this idea of praying continually, a, a constant awareness of God has been a, a real freeing thing for me. In the morning when I wake up, I, I just simply pray, God, thank you for rest. And thank you for the day of life that's ahead of me. Whenever I get in the shower and there's hot water, I thank God for hot, a hot shower. Wife and two teenage daughters, you're thankful for hot water, right? <laughs> Whenever things happen during the day, you pray about them. Whenever, whatever's on the schedule, you pray about them. Whenever I meet people, just, just pray for them. And they're not big things. So just, just pray about them. Whatever's coming up, pray about them. Sam, or Smith Wigglesworth, a, uh, a British evangelist years ago, was quoted as saying, I never pray for more than 20 minutes at a time, but I never go more than 20 minutes without praying. And for some of you, that may change the way you look at prayer. It may be a, a real game changer for you. You see, whenever you arrive at work, you could just simply pray, God, help me to be a good example for you. When you talk to your coworkers, you can, you can thank God for their talents and their skills and pray that they would use their gifts and abilities to work hard that day. When you pack your kids' lunch, pray for your kids. When you have to make a decision, pray for wisdom. It doesn't have to be just in the morning or just at mealtime or just at a specific time whenever someone up front says, let's pray. You can pray continually. Like one guy said, he said, I've learned in my continual prayer, whatever I'm praying, I just push. He said, I pray until something happens. He just prays until something happens. Like the widow in Luke chapter 18, when the unrighteous judge finally gives in to her because she's so persistent. And Jesus says, don't you think God's going to be like that? If you're persistent and continually praying before God, you pray until something happens. You pray until God changes the circumstances, or God changes you, or God changes something else. You pray until something happens. It's just a continual prayer. What's prayer? It's communicating with God, and it's being honest, and it's talking to him about everything. It's talking to him continually about those things. And number four, last thing this morning, we listen for his response. We have to listen for God's response. Imagine how it would be in any relationship if there was just one-sided communication. Think of a marriage relationship. In my relationship with Michelle, if I always said to her, here's what I want you to do, and I never listen would not be very pretty, right? Hey, here's what I need you to do today. I'd like for you to uh, take care of the laundry. I'd like for you to, uh, to pray for me about this. I'd like for you to take care of this. I'd like for you to bring this by the office. I'd like you to, hey, honey, how about a hug? She'd say, go hug yourself, buddy, right? You see, any relationship, if it's one-sided, is it really a relationship? If there's not two-way communication, it's not a very meaningful relationship. Why do we think that God would be any different? We have to be willing to listen. He wants to hear from us, but he also wants us to hear from him. How's he going to speak? I think God speaks in lots of different ways. Uh, oftentimes we think of God having that big booming voice, right? And God may choose to speak to you that way. Uh, he might. Oftentimes he doesn't. 
Uh, I'm reminded of the story found in 1 Kings where uh, God shows up to Elijah. And God is on this mountainside and, and here comes this, this wind that tears through the rocks and God's not in the wind. And then there's an earthquake and God's not in the earthquake. And then there's a fire and God's not in the fire. And in verse 12 it tells us, and after the fire came a gentle whisper. And that's how God spoke. In that whisper. God may choose to speak to you through a gentle whisper. He may speak to you whenever you're in prayer. He may speak to you through his word and maybe through other people. He may speak to you through circumstances and things that happen in your life. God may speak to you through the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of you. We have to listen for his response. We have to put ourselves in a position to be willing and able to hear from him. There have been a few times in my life when I have known beyond a shadow of a doubt that God had spoken. When I met Michelle and had told my family about her and all that stuff, God spoke to me through my dad, who said, it's not that you think you can live with her, it's that you believe you can't live without her. When I adopted Josh and Tanya, I was spoken, God spoke to me through the word, Ephesians chapter 1, in love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Christ Jesus, in accordance with his pleasure and will. And I knew that because of my love for them and Michelle, that's what I was supposed to do. When Michelle and I were contemplating coming here and uprooting our family and moving to New Jersey, as if God was just saying very gently and very quietly, trust me. And when things don't go well in my life and when I get frustrated and when things become difficult and whenever I, I pray to him and I cry out to him and I'm honest with him and I tell him I don't like what's going on and I don't understand what's going on, I feel like God simply says through his word, I'm here for you. I will never leave you or forsake you. That God speaks to me through other people who encourage me and, and help me to see things in a way that maybe I hadn't seen them before. God speaks in various ways. And the question becomes, are we willing to listen to him? Are we willing to, to humble ourselves and, and put ourselves in a position where we can allow God to speak to us? Are we willing to turn off the noise of our life to hear from the Lord? We need to know God through prayer. We need to hear from him. And it's my prayer that this community of believers would be a group of people that would become people of prayer. People who are willing to be in God, listening to God, having that relationship with God, listening to his voice, and that will overflow in every area and every aspect of our lives. That's what we desire to be, a people of prayer. Maybe today you need to pray one of many different prayers out there. Ian and the band, they're going to come and lead us in an invitation song this morning. And, and maybe while they're singing that song, the prayer that you need to pray is a, pray of, a prayer of salvation. Maybe you need to ask God to be your Lord and Savior because you've never done that before. And you need to invite him into your life and begin that relationship with him. Maybe for you it needs to be a prayer of confession confessing your sins and asking for forgiveness. Maybe for you, what you need to do is, is pray that same prayer that David prayed, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Maybe your prayer needs to be confessing your desire to be obedient to him. Obedient to him in your life. Maybe it's time for you to be obedient to him through being baptized. Maybe your prayer this morning is just a prayer that says, God, help me listen. Help me listen for your voice and ask him to show you how you can put yourself in a position to hear from him. You see, we 
need to pray. And we want to have an opportunity to pray with you. If you desire for someone to pray with you, to encourage you, to talk with you, whatever the case may be, we'd be more than happy to meet you over by the cross or you can talk to us afterwards or just whatever. We want to have that opportunity to share with you and to listen to you about how much God wants that relationship with you. If you need to pray, if you want to talk, we invite you to make your way over to the cross.